Welcome back to Geek Life and... For Jay's in a comic. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so today we're going to do a special crossover between Geek Life, Pandamanga's very own indie comics podcast, and the 4Js and a comic podcast from WaterfordComics.com. Welcome, John. It will be tabloid size. Mm, yes, yes. It's going to be the crossover event of the century. It's like that moment where you fist bump and you go, Wonder Twins, activate. Yeah, yeah. Form of a podcast. It may not be as big as Superman versus Muhammad Ali, but hopefully mm. it will be better than mm. Batman versus Hulk. <laughs> And what's nice is that we're releasing the same episode on both websites, so you don't have to buy some issue that you're not listening to normally. But we will have variant covers. (laughs) We should have variant covers. Variant covers. So as you can imagine, as you can imagine, uh, we of course have the wonderful, the amazing John Harder from Waterfront Comics and WaterfrontComics.com. Welcome, John. Hello, everyone. And we have, of course, my fearless co-host, Joe. The truth will set you free, or we'll just entertain you for a couple hours. And from AskAMetalhead.com and the 4Js in a Comic podcast, Justin Woods. Hello. And then playing the part of Marcus, we have Justin's young son and podcaster extraordinaire from askametalhead.com and Human Metal Encyclopedia. Listening to your guys' podcast, it's insane. It's like, <laughs> you'll be saying something, and then Zachary will be like, as a matter of fact, Dad, it's this. It happened on this date, and he's this inch, many inches tall. <laughs> it's yeah, like, he good knows. God. So we have with us Zachary. Justice has been served. So you want us to call you Zach or Zachary? What's the plan? Whatever is fine. I mean, I go by Zach or Zachary. How about if we call him Justice? How about if we call you Not Marcus? (laughs) Okay. Not Marcus. Marcus. (laughs) Captain Dipshit. (laughs) So he's he's actually, you know, he's a co-host on Ask a Metalhead. He is, man. He is. He's he's vice president. He's the real deal. We're actually going to start recording again soon. Yeah, I'd love to sit down. We need to sit down over, like, coffee. and. We've had some amazing concert experiences in the last month and really? a half. Yeah. In, the last, know, in the last few days? In the last couple of days, yeah. Because well, last time we talked, you were like, man, nothing's interesting me right now. I've heard a bunch of stuff, and it's just, eh, I'm not inspired. Yeah. yeah. I'm still kind of there to a certain degree, but there's been some bands that have really piqued my interest. Awesome. So anyway. Awesome. I know when I was 14 years old, if I got to drink a root beer float with the drummer from a band I just saw, I would have been into Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> rad. Yeah, how was that? It was that? pretty rad. That was pretty fun. So which band was this? Carnifex. Nice, yeah, nice, Carnifex nice, is one of his good. favorite bands. The drummer's name is Sean. Really cool guy. Every time we go see a show at Ace of Spades and Sack, we have a, a tradition where we go get root beer floats after the show right next door at this place called Burgers and Brew. And he was standing outside, like, FaceTiming with his wife. And uh, we had talked to them before. And I was like, hey, we have this tradition. And he's like, and I was like, do you want to join us? And he's like, I would love to. And he came and had root beer <laughs> That's floats awesome. with us. That's totally awesome. Had a burger, hung out with us. And Very yeah, cool. it was totally cool. Then the drummer from Whitechapel came by and said hi and hung out with us for a minute. And so it was just, it was just it like, like a badass concert. It was totally it was cool. Oh, it was a great show. Yeah, it was actually a really great show. So Very cool. Very nice. cool. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, speaking of meeting famous folks that you respect and enjoy the work of, we're going to talk a little bit today about our recent experience of going to the Big Wow Comic Fest over in San Jose, California. This is the second Big Wow. No, no, no. A it's, third? it's been going on for a while. Oh, really? It was originally Supercon and it's been going on for a number of years. So when did it change its name to Big Wow? I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I, I thought we that had, it was newer than this. No, no. If we had uh, Tatiana up here, who, or my friend Tatiana Dykes, who is the kind of the operations director of the show, her and I worked together for like the last 15 years. And uh, yeah, so she, she's helped puts the show on. How funny. I need to change that on the website. I totally thought it was a new con for some reason. No, no. It's been around for a while, but once WonderCon left, it's kind of become the Bay Area's real show now. Yeah. Yeah. And this time it really felt like that. 
they really did have some some big stuff going on. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so very much so. So now was this Justin? Was this your first? This con? is my first, first big con because you've been no, to no. Sac Con. Never been to no, Sac. No, 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 it's it's never his a first con comic convention. Really. Yeah, not, not a bad one. And Zachary's first one as well. You yeah. Know? Yep. I was about Zachary's age. The first one I went to. That's awesome. So it's do like we, looking into the future. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So do we do we have a, a have any kind of a format we want to talk about? We were just planning on coming up and just chatting about it a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's start what um let's start with Zachary. What did I know that when you first got there, you were a little overwhelmed. What were you kind of expecting, and what did it? Girls in costumes. You can't tell, but he's turning red right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I was only expecting it to be a little bit smaller because that's what Dad said. He said it wasn't as big as like most of the regular comic. Well, it definitely isn't as big as San Diego Comic Con. Well, it's not as big as Comic Con, you know, or even really as big. I mean, let's be honest; it's not even really still as big as WonderCon was when it was at the at, at the Moscone Center. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's way bigger than your little local con, way bigger than Sac Con, you know, mm-hmm. bigger than Stockton. And there was con. still a lot to see and a lot to do. Oh yeah, and oh yeah. Even I was holy crap. I mean, you just it's just immediate overstimulation. Mm-hmm. But so is going to a concert. So is but this is different though. When you go to a concert, there's not 35 people in five feet of you that are all dressed up as some kind of cool thing, and you want to see every detail and you want to <laughs> yeah. see you know it's and so you you've got all that and then just. All the art and yeah, it was crazy. So Zachary, it was overwhelming because of the size and what else? Just the people bumping into me and all that. Mm, Because you're not used to that because you never are in large crowds of people. Not really. Well, when we go to... Oh, (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. It's crazy. There's tons of people. You know, people talk about getting the con plague, which is, I think, what I happened. The sickest I've ever been was after the last WonderCon. It's serious. It's like being stuck in an airplane with like... 2,000 people or whatever. And a crying baby. 20,000. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20,000 people. 19,999 of them were neckbeards, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Point uh, there, there was. Then no, there's I'm always the gutter geek that you get stuck in line next to. It's like, why? Uh, it's like you really you really must need to shower before going outside. Yeah. Wasn't that on our con survival episode? <sighs> just just shower. Just uh, please shower. For the sake of everyone I mean, especially, around you. I mean, even when you're coming to a con from out of town. And you're staying somewhere, crashing on a couch or whatever. It's like, find time to rinse off, please. <laughs> day two, you know, day two skunk is not allowed. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's bad. What else were your first impressions, Zach, about the, the con? Like, what, what, what stood out to you? What were you like, this is awesome? Or did you think it was lame? I thought it was really awesome. Yeah? What parts stood out to you, man? Like, all the, like... All the boobs? No. That's what stood out to me. Yeah. <laughs> and the asses. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I'm looking forward to talking with John about the culture of cons and how they've changed a little bit. I'm actually interested in talking about that, too. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Mm. But but for a young man like yourself, there's copious... Did you get a picture with the, uh, the girls in the superhero bikinis? Where was this? <laughs> oh, oh, you missed out. Joe and I found it that one Sunday. Yeah, yeah it was over kind of near Neil Adams. It, I don't know who so Neil you, Adams you is, missed it so. because they were... A couple tables away from the guy from Road Warrior, who you freaked out oh, yeah. seeing. Uh, Vernon <laughs> Wells, dude. Vernon Wells was there. So, so, okay, so wait a second. You know, <laughs> at a show of hands, off the top of your head, who knows who that is? <laughs> See, seeing the picture, seeing I knew the, the picture, I, I knew, knew who that character. was. How do you not like, know? Well, I mean, I don't know. I, that's that's probably the most iconic okay. world he's been in that okay. I can think of, right? Okay. Many of you... <laughs> 
No, no, do the setup, I, John. I want John to do the setup. Okay, you okay do the so setup. we walk in there, and how it's, you told me this, and it's so yeah. good. How it's set up. Wait, were you ta- telling stories about me? We're talking about of you course, behind your back. Good. Okay, at least I know I'm loved. <laughs> so it, it's set up. There's like this. They have like this mini Batman museum that they've set up on the confloor that's blocked off, where they have all these. It was really cool. It had a bunch of old Batman original art and a lot of memorabilia, ba- memorabilia and comic pages. And the centerpiece of it was a life-sized recreation of the 66 Batmobile. That which, wasn't the 66. It was like just a it was a recreation. Copy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You can I, it get was the, awesome. You can get those for about 80 grand now. Mm. Now, just, now that I've seen grand. one, I don't. If I win the lottery, I won't have to buy one now. <laughs> right, right. But um, so that was what Joe and I were really excited to see oh, when yeah. we walked in. And when you walk right out of there, sitting there are the couple of celebrities. So you have Richard right. Keel, who was Jaws, and that was amazing. To Jaws see and uh, James Bond, and my favorite role, he was the big guy in Happy Gilmore. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so he's sitting there, and then next to him, next table over, is someone who was in Land of the Lost, and he was there with his, you know, blow up dinosaur. Oh yeah, and then next to him was the guy who was the bad guy in Road Warrior and Commando and like thirty other movies. Yeah, but I mean, I saw him and I was like, so we walk out of. You scene. saw him, so I understand. You, it's it's like it's like a Hollywood movie. You you, you know, you see him from across like <laughs> two hundred feet away, and you're like, oh, the guy from Road Warrior. Ah! <laughs> right? No, no, no. How I was told, he didn't. It's like, oh no, that's that character. No, it's it's Vernon Wells. <laughs> well, I didn't know his you name actually. Recognize okay. him from across the way. <laughs> well, it was an immediate shock because the little twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old in me was like, okay, because Road Warrior came in '81, and yeah. I it used to be on HBO all the time when I was a little kid. Oh, I, and I love it's awesome. that movie. I, I wore my first my VHS. Out my of first it. crush. Is the chick with the bow in that yeah, in that movie? Yeah, I have yeah, such a crush sure, on her. Sure. And then the first guy that scared the living crap out of me was him. <laughs> you know, and it's just like the, to see him there. And that movie is easily in my top, easily in my top five movies of all time of my favorite movies. Road Warrior. I mean, especially since you have that, you know, being that was your babysitter for a lot of your childhood. You know, being stuck in front of it on HBO while. Your mom and dad were doing other things. Well, yeah, yeah. we, well, we, I, not maybe so much that, but also like we're kind of a, we, that's one of the things that us as a family did. We mm. watch a lot, we do go to a, when I was a kid, my dad worked on the weekends a lot of times. I got to see my dad every other weekend, and my stepmom was left with me and my sister. And what do we do? And she loved going to the movies. And so I saw, a movie every other weekend at at a minimum I got to go to a movie. Yeah. I mean I saw Blade Runner in the theater. I saw nice. Blue Thunder, you know, Batman, all the early early stuff like all well when you're a kid there's like all the 80s and stuff yeah. I grew up on. I saw that stuff in the theater. Nice. And so I remember seeing Road Warrior and just being completely mesmerized by the by the movie cuz it's a brilliant movie for one. And I don't think there's ever been a movie after it that is along that same vein that's as, that's been as good as it. It definitely was much better than the sequels and Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Beyond, Beyond Thunderdome Thunder crap. Yeah. Crap. Are you excited about the new one coming out? No. No. No, I really am not. I I'm kind of, I, Would I, you I be willing cool. to like it if it was good or you just decided yes. not no, to like it. No, if it's good, if okay. a movie is good on its own merit, right. then good for you. Well, cuz you know some fans are like let it lie. We're done. Well, it's good. Let it be what it was. Yeah. Don't be trying to I drag to, it up again. As long as Mel Gibson is not in the movie, I think I'm okay with it. And I know <laughs> that the lead character is the guy that the, the the guy that was the last he was the last Terminator and he was the dude from Wrath of the Titans, I think. I can't yeah. think his name. Yeah. He's a pretty good actor. He was the guy from uh He was Bane. Right? No, 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 no. no. That's I Tom Hardy. No, they're not remaking Road Warrior. They're doing a sequel, right? 
Yeah. You're thinking Tom Hardy. I'm talking about the guy that was that was in uh, Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. Yeah, that was in, in his Avatar. Dog spot. Yeah. Hey, what did you say? In his dog spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the dog and no, no. I love the, the helicopter. I mean, dude, they had a they had like the little like micro helicopter thing. Who doesn't oh, yeah. love that guy? Yeah. So to see him sitting there, and I was just like, oh my god, it's you know, it's the guy. Tom Hardy so, is going to be starring in Mad Max: Colon Fury Road in 2015. Not as Max, though. He's going to be the guy that's, just walk away and leave this precious, you know, that's, 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 who, that's yeah, who he's going to be. Max Rucka. What is it? What's and I Rocketansky? swear to God, if he has the yeah, Bane voice. Shit. Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's going to be playing as... Well, he's... Oh, good. Okay, whatever. What were you saying? Yeah. If the movie's go, good, it's good. How do you pronounce that last... Rocketansky. Rocketansky. What? Let me see yeah. this. Anyone who's seen the original, original Mad Max... No, this, Max Rockadansky. Charlie's their own. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> when I when I heard that they were gonna do a new one immediately. Zoe like, Kravitz is playing bro. a character named Toast. We are matching you to the we're matching you to your IQ level. <laughs> well, we, she's gorgeous, but she we're gonna give her a name called Toast. <laughs> Cause she's uh <laughs> So, yeah, so, I mean, when I heard that they were going to do a new Road Warrior, it obviously hinged heavily on who could be the main character. And yeah. I really like Tom Hardy. I think he's a very fine actor. He's so done a lot of really good That's stuff. True. You know, I think that if you look up some of the work that he's done in England more than the stuff he's done here, he's a really fine actor. Yeah. I forget what it is, but there's like a mini series about him being kind of like a gangster mobster type guy. And he just gets out of the uh, out of the slammer and comes back and tries to basically take back over what he lost while he was in there. And it's fucking awesome really yeah and i'll try and remember what it was i'll look it up while we're talking if you ever saw bronson he was a bad mother in that one yeah he did really good in bronson it was a very weird kubrick like movie but it was still Mm. he was he's a very fine actor so it's exciting to have someone he's yeah he's talented yeah anyway so road warrior one of my favorite movies um everything after that i was really disappointed in uh, in terms of that that whole series. And it was kind of confusing as well, because some of the same actors were in the movie, but they played different characters, yes. which threw me off. Yes. Like the guy who plays the heli pilot in whatever it is, Beyond Thunderdome, he plays just some random guy that him and his kids are like shooting at trains or something like that. And so, I don't know. I just think that it was a mistake to have Tina Turner in the movie and <laughs> whatever. That's just me. So overall, I was... I And I feel bad now because I talked to him and I shook his hand and I was like... And I pointed at one of the pictures on the table. There was just no... I didn't even have this sense that he might be there selling stuff. Oh, that's the whole reason. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, wow, man, that's so cool that you're here. And I wish I would have spent more time talking to him and maybe bought one of his pictures or something. But I don't really fanboy like that. For me, it was just like... And for me, having been at cons for years and years and years... It used to be that was a whole section was C-level actors who are whose careers are have taken a very big wane mm-hmm. and they make their living by going around weekend to weekend selling twenty dollar signed photos you know, to to people like you who love their movies yeah and, <laughs> and it's it's kind of like the pity charity part is as I like to call mm-hmm. it you know the. But there was only just a few. This, you know, Richard Keel and, yeah. and Vernon Wells and the guy, and a couple from of Land Power Wells. Rangers. Yeah, wasn't the guy that played the mayor in Back to the Future there? Yep, he was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't awesome. see him. He was mayor. he was right know. next to the DeLorean in the back. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. they had the DeLorean. They that had was cool the, to see the Echo DeLorean One, too, which was fun. really cool. Yeah. So, so anything else that stands out, Zach? All the people wearing the costumes. Yeah, basically. that's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty fun. Now, are you talking more about the people that are just sort of out and about milling around or the people that are like behind a booth 
he like was, selling pictures of themselves. He's more of the the milling around. Yeah, 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 milling around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty Did, awesome. Were you, were you with Taylor when you guys ran into the guy who was dressed up like Deadpool in, in the Stormtrooper outfit? Um, no, I think uh, Taylor showed me the picture of him. Yeah, Taylor ran in. There's this guy. His his shtick is he's the Deadpool trooper. <laughs> so he's and dressed that's up. Awesome. He's dressed up like a stormtrooper. Then he pulls off the helmet and he has the Deadpool mask inside, and he's like. Shh, don't That's tell the emperor. Cool. <laughs> well, isn't there somebody that does like a Wolverine trooper type thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah, I got a picture of him. That guy he, is awesome. He's a cross up between Wolverine and Boba Fett. Oh, that's right. Not a trooper, but Boba Fett. Yeah. Wolvie Wol- Fett. Wolvie Fett. What was the deal with the dude who had a sign and said, This is a sign from God? And he was wearing the. JP wasn't there on Saturday. Yeah, there was oh. this guy dressed up like a, like a like can a of Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> with a sign saying this is a sign from God walking around there looking ironic. Yeah, no idea. I was angry because he was clearly like, he looked like he was a band member for somebody I would listen to and I was like, you idiot. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta have your requisite like, you know, 5% of the audience being tools Well, I mean, that happens. And that's another yeah. thing I've noticed has changed since I was Zachary's age going to cons is there weren't really that many people dressed up when I was there. Yeah. You know, it, it looked like you know, 14 to 25 year olds in Cerebus t shirts and shorts looking through back issues. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which well, I didn't see very many people looking through back issues. The I back know. issue yeah. boots were barren. Yes. They were. I mean, you practically felt like you should go over there and thumb through them just to throw the guys a bone. It was bad. Mm-hmm. The toy ones, though, however, were getting hammered. And there was yeah. some really cool, yeah. like, custom art stuff that we saw that we were like, you know, I kept on going to, like, I went with Johnny and Jamie, and I kept looking at Jamie going, you could do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she better, has some great you know? stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing when it comes to that You should stuff. post on, on Waterfront Comics, John, the, some of the stuff that she does, because it's awesome. Yeah, the TF2 stuff is yeah. imp- imp- really impressive. But, but then, anyway. Yeah, but then speaking of art stuff, so Justin came across these unlicensed metal sculptures that these people make of Star Wars ships and robots and... Made oh, from yeah. recycled. Oh, you guys right. haven't I seen saw those. those. Those were sick. No, I saw those. I didn't yeah. see the ones you got, but I saw the table. It was insane. Dude, I got the And they were reasonably priced, Falcon. too, right? I mean, well. for what they were. Well, no, I mean, I went over and I saw a piece and was like expecting it to be crazy expensive. And it was more like, oh, it's expensive, but I could, okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, yeah, no way. There's not. That's not going to happen. I bought a Millennium Falcon. How big is it? It's maybe it's the about, size, it's the size the, of like a Frisbee. It, it's about yeah. the size of your of your um drawing boards yeah so fris- frisbee yeah and it weighs about 25 pounds it's <laughs> all awesome. nice and then i bought an imperial walker and, and that one was a little smaller they're in the, they're in the game room in my in my house i mean awesome. i i walk i must have walked past that millennium falcon 10 times and just went because it was 150 bucks <laughs> oh ouch and i'm like how can i make this work and so i wanted <laughs> both of them so i went over to the booth and i'm like i want both of these make me a deal i go i'll do it for i, I calculated in my head how much it would be and i took 20 bucks off and I'm like, I want them both. This is how much I'll pay for them. And she goes, okay. And then she charged me tax for whatever nice. that, sure. you know. Because well, so, you used your credit card. Because you used my credit card. I didn't have cash. And so, but anyway, so yeah. And I was just like giddy. I was so happy sick. because, you know, you, and she said, well, she kind of was, I'm not usually, I don't fall prey usually to the whole sales pitch thing. Like, but she was like, because of licensing, we may not, you may not see these anymore on our website. And it was like, sure. Well, that's another, another issue we're going to get into. Because another thing that I've noticed has changed has been, like I said, the back issue business were barren, yep. but now it's a profound amount of fan art being sold. Yeah, there's tons and tons and tons of fan. And that art. was where I saw the most money exchanging hands. Probably was yeah. 
you know, unlicensed images of copyrighted characters being sold, you know, some of it's really cool, really cool looking, yeah. but it's one of I mean, those. Hell, some of the time it's cooler than what you could officially get. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, a lot of the time it's how way do you, cooler. How do you feel about it? I mean, what's your, I get a sense that you're not cool with it. I, I'm fine with it, but if a lawyer from Disney and Warner Brothers ever went to one of those shows, they could shut down that show. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. You know? I mean, it's not my intellectual property they're stealing. So, right. You know. Um, from a comic creator perspective, it is a love-hate relationship. The fact is, is that if you're trying to make at least a portion of your living with going to convention, selling your art, selling your prints, selling your comics, selling your merch, you're going to have to kind of concede and make some fan art. I mean, that's part mm -hmm. of survival. That's how that these world. people make their living. It is. And a lot of it is fan yeah. art. I mean, many of these people do just fan art. And I think that's, I, I don't, I'm well, not a fan was, of that. That was the majority of the people that right. we saw selling stuff was they have, right. they make their fan art and, you know, they go to convention to convention and sell it. And I mean, and that's yeah. great. And it's fun to have really cool prints of things and pictures and original artwork of characters that you like. But and at the end of the day, I feel like if you're that skillful at that, then you should make your own shit. Make oh, your own yeah. shit. You know, I mean, that's, that's how I feel. And I, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying don't do any fan art, but from the sort of consensus of comic creators that I've gotten to know, the ones, <laughs> the consensus from the ones that I really respect because there's a lot of people that I've met that, you know, I, I don't really know personally or, you know, they do good stuff, but I don't really jive with them, you know. But, like, I share a little bit of values with a handful of them that I've met. Mm -hmm. What their perspective is, is, hey, it's not ideal. I'd much rather be doing just my own stuff. I know that it's sort of fringe as far as legalities go, mm -hmm. but it gets people to my table. And sometimes, because, you know, let's talk about conventions. You do the same chunk of conventions if you're a convention vendor every year. And so if people like to go to the conventions or convention people, they're going to hit a lot of the same ones that you might be at. And so whether they see you again that year at a different convention or another year at that same convention, they'll go, oh, you're so-and-so. I bought that badass X-Men print from you. What are you doing? Is this your comic? Oh, cool. And then mm -hmm. they cross that threshold. Well, I know and that so Jamie like, and I are, are guilty of that because... Oh, absolutely. You know, we had the guy who did pinups, you know, pinup style and and like... New Yorker cover styles of superheroes. So we got those a few awesome. years ago and then went back and see if he had any other new stuff at it, you know? Sure. Sure. And, and if you have your own work, your own comics, your own characters and prints, people a lot of the time are, are more willing to spend their money on something that to an, an intellectual property that's, they're not familiar with. If they've already sort of vetted you, but by his, picking up something that they are familiar with. But I mean, his were all Marvel and DC characters. Sure. You know, and, that's how they make their living. But now he's also doing some art for My Little Pony. Mm, you yeah. know, so he's, <laughs> I guess that's his roundabout way of breaking into the mainstream business. But. Sure, sure. So I brought my nephews with me. It was one of my nephews had turned 13 a couple of weeks before. And so I don't, these are, I don't get to see him very often. So this is my sister's, my sister's boys. She had passed away a couple of years ago. So, and um, they're into this uh, Attack on Titan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's really popular right now. Yeah, yeah. And so uh why? they you don't know why. My, my nephew drags me over to this one booth and it's he goes, show. I want this pocket watch. I'm like, pocket watch? I'm like, all right, cool. How much is it? Thirty bucks. I'm like, all right, cool, fine, happy birthday. And it had this symbol on it, which I didn't recognize. I didn't know what I didn't know what it was. And he later told me, Oh, this is from 
Attack on Titan, and it was like some logo from there. And you know, and I look at it, and I'm like, oh, she like basically just like tacked this on to the to the watch. Sure. Know, or whatever. Took a ten dollar pocket watch, and yeah, yeah. yeah. He would loved it. You know, and actually, when he showed it to Taylor, she freaked out. When he showed it to some other little kid that was there, she freaked out. You know, it was like, oh my god, Attack on Titan! Oh, you man. like Attack on Titan? I'm like, what? Man, he found a way to pick up chicks. Yeah, dude, I was like, <laughs> chick magnet. And that actually is the interesting thing. As we were walking through the convention, I was like, hold on a second here. There are some really hot women, your age listeners, that are going to these conventions and dressing up like their favorite comic book heroes in their same little comic book dresses and, you know, basically wearing swimsuits out in public. And they're there because they love the same stuff you love. And I'm like, this is how the this is how it's changed. And this is good. No, that's actually something I was talking to Dustin about while we were just walking around hanging out yeah uh i ended up chatting up this girl who had this awesome green arrow print and i had just bought my like super cheesy like 50s arrow print and i saw hers oh where'd you get that she pointed me towards the booth i gotta show you mine i was like oh that's really cool is are there any more there no it was last one and then you know talking to this really cute girl for like five ten minutes about green arrow and it's you know not from the tv show she actually read the comic and let me tell you that's cool that didn't happen when i was 14 years old when the comic convention yeah this didn't happen when i was 14 years old <laughs> did you get her number i didn't get her number it's san jose man i'm about to move to seattle <sighs> you're a dick so that's me. perfect <laughs> why don't you just stay here and hang out with us man we're cool as fuck you are cool Justin, you know what's in seattle? seattle you know what's in seattle Starbucks? the space needle the Rock and Roll Go see it. Museum Come back. The rock, rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the yeah. uh, Science Fiction Museum. Well, there's no Death Metal Hall of Fame, so I can give a crap about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start that. We'll put the yeah. Death Metal Hall of Fame in Sassoon. Sassoon? Okay. Yeah. okay. Right on the waterfront. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> right next to Babs Delta Diner. <laughs> oh, man. So, so uh, do we feel complete about the topic of fan art, or do we want to dig in a little more? I, I saw an interesting article on Salon the other day. Salon's an online magazine, and they're always posting on Facebook, and that's generally how I see their articles, is mm-hmm. they post on Facebook. And it was about how Disney was notorious for protecting their copyrights and going yeah. after anything, you know, protecting the mouse, any kind of fan art, any of that kind of stuff. But in this new age, they're a lot more, I don't want to say a lot, they're a lot more lenient and... And they they see it now as kind of promotion, which is why you see so many fan videos of Let It Go on YouTube. Oh, my Mm. God. Don't get me started on that. (laughs) Yeah. Wait a minute, dude. You sing that song walking around the house. (laughs) As a joke. I'm just like, let it go. Like, as a joke. Okay. You don't know more than the three words to it, right? No, I have no idea. I just know Let It Go. See, Justin, that's the difference between having a son (laughs) <laughs> a 14-year-old son and me having a 13-year-old daughter. Well, I have a 16-year-old daughter, and she sings it, too. Yeah. Well, but anyway, she sings yeah. it, like, for fun, too. She, okay. doesn't, she, don't, like, perf- she doesn't perform it, like, it's okay. her thing. Yeah. To- I understand I, that. I, I hear it performed yeah. as, as... I'm just imagining, yeah. like, bedtime at the Woods house. It's like the Von Trapp family. <laughs> Let it go on this. Well, I could tell. I could. I, I could tell you one of my favorite moments of every single day is when Zachary goes to take a shower. No, at no, night. stop, stop, please, stop, 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 don't go, don't, don't go near that. Well, we're already there now. Well, can we not? 
Like literally. <laughs> uh, tell us later. T- we'll edit out this. Yes. Tell them later. <laughs> okay. And just don't talk about it near me. <laughs> you do realize that he would have just said it if you weren't here. I think that's why. I, I probably like, have already said it on other probably. versions. That may be the reason why just Taylor don't... wakes up like two hours before any of us get up to shower. So then, you know, there's nothing to embarrass her about because we're all asleep. I don't know why it's embarrassing, though. It's so it's awesome. It's really embarrassing because I didn't know you can hear it. <laughs> Dude, just singing. He sings death metal in the shower. Might as well just say it. That's totally awesome. So I'll walk up the stairs and I'll hear, and I'm like, that is so fucking cool. That's red. Well, the shower it's has the best. The shower has the best acoustic. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't sing in the shower. I perform. But you death metal sing in the shower. I perform. <laughs> I don't sing in the shower. I perform. That's there you a go. quote. That is a quote. He performs yeah. in Put the it shower. On his shirt. I bet you our cousin performs in the shower. In a I British are, accent. I'll bet you our neighbors can hear you. Oh my god! I, when you started talking about my cousin, maybe that's why they don't come over anymore. My though. nephew, dude. My nephew. He's he's a he. He starts talking in a British accent, annoying me, Taylor, Brianna, my sister. And you know it's bad when it starts annoying Zachary. <laughs> exactly. It was fun. Anyway. So, okay, so so about. here he kept walking off, like getting lost, because he just didn't really care. I don't know why. So here's the panels or whatever the things we the whole group goes this way he goes that way he's in his own little world he's just he just we go around he goes he kind of turns and then goes straight he all right so let me let me tell you let me tell you about my nephew just turned 13 he's a good kid he's had a tough life yes he's had a tough (laughs) life you don't understand the perspective i'm not saying that you don't care but i'm saying he was rude his mother you know dude his mom died when he was really young and stuff so so my dad calls me my dad's like, uh, you know, uh, we had Tyler over, and do you have you ever heard of this? Uh, have you ever heard of this brony thing? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This is my dad, right? I'm like, yeah, you know, That's I'm like, funny. it's boys who like My Little Pony, and he goes, at least he ain't a clopper. Yeah, so whoa, <laughs> whoa. He's like, well, so Tyler, your nephew, is I guess apparently he's a brony. So we had him over here, and he had these. <laughs> Look at Johnny. This is my dad. John's dying. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, he had like, uh, he had this like, this little set of horse ears like on a spring kind of thing and he was wearing them. And I look at, he goes, and at one point I'm talking to, he's like, I'm talking to my stepmom and my, and one of their friends. We're just sitting there talking and I look over at him and he's making all these like, like faces, like these little happy little, you know, like. Look like like innocent little happy horse faces. It's not innocent. And, he, and he, he's like, you know, I look over like he's doing like little horse faces, like exactly. you know, like cute little My Little Pony faces. Wow. And he goes, I look over and I see this, and I'm like, and he was like completely. This is my dad, my dad, right? Who you know? So so if a forty year old like Justin and I barely get it. Imagine Justin's dad in his sixties who just being like, "What, what the, the hell, hell is yeah. going on?" Yeah. <laughs> and my dad's been through two, te- you know, three teens because you had me, my sister, and my younger sister, who's she's in her twenties now. And so he's just like, so I look over there and he's making all these like cutesy little smiley faces, like, and he's like, I can see my dad going, "You like, like this, right? Like, <laughs> like putting his little like his hands under his neck and doing all this stuff." And I'm like, Tyler, what are you doing? And he like startled him, and like he snapped out of his own little world. He goes, "So I made him take the ears off." <laughs> I was like, 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 I was like,
him. You know, he's a brody. You gotta like. So when we took him to the when we took him to the comic plant, con, should have taken him, him to the, the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I kind of expected uh, that he would, you know, be all ponied out, but yeah, so. So that's just, I just thought it was hilarious, you know? Uh, well, that's the thing that's fun about a comic convention is that, for the most part, you know, pretty much anything you could possibly be interested in in the geek culture realm is going to be there. And most of the time, you're probably not going to get shit for liking it. No, I mean, he right. was get, he wasn't, Tyler wasn't getting shit from the other people at the convention. Right. He's he getting was getting shit from his, shit from his cousin. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think even Ty, I, and I thought, I thought Taylor off. was going to love this kid. You know, I thought no. Taylor would love my cousin. Exactly. Well, he's, you know, I, he's in his own little world a little bit, and that's just the way it is. You know, my my his my older my older nephew, he's eighteen. He's he's got a little bit better. No, no, he's handle on he's things. smart. He's, he's smart. smart. Yeah, he's graduating from high school next week. So exactly. anyway, so all fun, of all fun. The cons. So, I thought it was cool. I thought it was super super cool. I did think that stuff was a bit expensive. I have to admit, oh, yeah. I just kind of surprised. Yeah, me. I. It's it's one of those like <laughs> it's one of those so things expensive. going when you have a family you wonder at the end of the day where the hell did all my money go Oh yeah. Well, yeah. well, seeing you walk around with the well, like two eight, giant boxes yeah, that are giant bright pink, pink with boxes, yeah, full of Hello Kitty stuff. So after Saturday, <laughs> all your money went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. After so we Saturday, saw where your yeah, money after went. After Saturday, when when you the Woods family and the Harder family did right. did it together, then I went back with JP and uh, the next day and right. Joe the next day. So Jamie's like, well, can you go to the My Little Pony booth where we got, no, the the, the Hello Kitty booth uh-huh. where we bought this stuff and, and, and show me what what place sets they still have left. So I go there, FaceTime on the phone mm-hmm. and all that. So I have to get those two right at the beginning of the day. Oh, so no. I have these two giant Hello Kitty play sets that I have to carry around. That you're with walking around with all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you end up leaving him with uh, an exhibit. That you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody at that convention on Sunday was like, that guy's really into My Little Pony. <laughs> Hello Kitty. Even Hello first. Kitty, I meant. Hello Kitty. Oh, oh which, is, which is funny, too, because a lot of people that know John are at the convention, and they're walking around, <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know, John, John's got some serious, like, comic book street cred. He's got his own <laughs> shop. He knows his shit. He's really yeah. a, just well, a wonderful know you, guy. Yeah. But it was just funny. He's walking around. And they're all like, really, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my stock answer was... I love my wife. I love my wife. <laughs> happy wife, happy me. So right. why don't we go ahead and take a quick musical break. When we get back, we're going to get into, I think specifically, cosplay and its prevalence in comic conventions and all that fun stuff. So you're listening to 4Js in a Comic slash Geek Life. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the crossover episode of 4Js in the Comics slash Geek Life. Talking about our experience at Big Wild Comic Fest a couple weekends ago. And uh, what do you guys think about all of the cosplay? It's prolific now. I mean, it's let me, huge. Let me jump in real quick. Um, do it. Jump in. Throughout, you know. Jump on it. Thank you, Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's almost like Marcus. I like how you're just like, you're like, I don't know, man. I haven't done podcasts in a while. And I don't know if I'll be doing And then like now you're just like talking shit. <laughs> it's, it's almost that didn't like, take long. It's almost like Marcus is there in spirit. <laughs> He's channeling him. Yes. Just got to draw dirty pictures. Chip off right the old block. No dirty there. pictures. You know, when I started going when I was about Zachary's age, like I said, it was, you know, 14 to 25 year old guys looking through back issues. You know, the occasional toy dealer mm-hmm. there. And a couple you know, of C-list celebrities. Yeah, so celebrities, so on and so forth. And then, you know, seeing it evolve to people dressing up. But now it's like take, attendees dressing up. Yes, attendees dressing up yeah. like, I want to go dress as Batman and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is just good, clean fun. Yeah. yeah. It's like going to a rent fair now. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. And that's. Oh, yeah. Where you're yeah. the odd person out if you're not dressed up. Yeah. And I'm always yeah. going to be the odd person out. <laughs> Unless like, you know, there that is. It's like going to a nude beach and wearing shorts. Unless yep. you consider, you know, I'm always dressed up like the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Totally. Dude. <laughs> no, you just need to get like a fake, you know, what is it? A fake he, ponytail. He fake ponytail, and you'll be good. Well, I have the I have the beard instead. It's true. That's true. He's got a front ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, but, but so you were saying. But what really blew my mind was now this. <laughs> I'm sorry, the front ponytail. No, no, no. <laughs> Is it now? Uh, <laughs> it's shut up. <laughs> so it wasn't really like that, right? When I mean, it's younger. almost as if there was a race of people that had front ponytails. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Uh, Never yeah. forget. Those are the future anyway. hippies. Anyway, sorry, John. <laughs> So it's become it's become more popular well, for well attendees now, originally, but yeah, now attendees, but now the and I, I didn't remember. <laughs> wait, 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 sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so I looked over at John, and your face wasn't covered by the screen, and all of a sudden I was like, oh my god, it's he's got a mullet in front, so he's got the party in front and business in the back. <laughs> I'm going to start putting that on my business card. There you go. Party in front. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm done. Party Pete. (sighs) Deep breath. All right. So like I was saying, it went from no one dressed up to attendees dressed up to now I was, mine was completely blown how people can make livings going to convention to convention, much like the former C-level celebrities is professional cosplayers. And out, they had more people along that wall. They were unbelievably yeah. popular. Oh, yeah. On Saturday, when Justin and I went, there were like lines 40 people deep to buy and get pictures taken, you know, buy prints and get your pictures taken for a charge with these people that are professional cosplayers. Yeah, yeah and it's not like they are professional cosplayers and... They go to conventions and like they are known. Like you yeah. want to go get mm-hmm. your cosplay picture taken with person, you know, blah. With, I don't with, know any of them. But. Well, it's, I guess one's like Harley's Joker. So it's a chick dressed up as Harley and a guy dressed up like Joker. Did right. you see the guy dressed um, up as Joker? He took his job really seriously. Oh, yeah, that that's guy's the guy, amazing. That's the guy yeah, I mean, about. and some some of it's really incredible. I and mean, Jamie yeah. bought three ten dollar prints from him. Yep. You know, and it's like okay. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's crazy. It is mm-hmm. and. In uh, well, Frank Cho, the- who's a, a great artist, a very popular Marvel uh, DC artist, he was sharing a table with 
a cosplayer named Ivy Doom Kitty. Oh, Lordy. Very few people were there to get Frank Cho's stuff bought or signed. But there was a 20-person line to see Ivy Doom Kitty. And, you know, it was just like literally mind blown. And, the ama- you know, that's kind of like the amazing power of social media is these people mm-hmm. get have their Facebook pages, their Instagrams, and all that. Well, they got the TV show on Sci-Fi Channel now. Yeah, like the Heroes cosplay Con- heroes or yeah. whatever. And, that, I mean, to me, that was just, you know, it was my 40-year-old mind was kind of like Justin's dad watching, you know, the, the ears. Pony. Yeah, the, the pony ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's kind of an unfortunate, there's an unfortunate story there. That this guy who is a brilliant artist and, you know, you've looked at his work for The guy years. who creates the art that they are cosplaying right. is less popular than the douchebags that put clothes on well, and not, work really, really hard. What I'm saying is they, 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 they do an amazing job and they work really hard on incredible costumes and they go and they work out and they're careful with what they eat so they can look like the characters right, and right, slim right. down. And I mean, all kinds of respect for that. And be popular and do your thing, but like the fact that next to someone like Frank Cho, any cosplayer at all is getting more attention. Yeah, that's fucked up. I mean, because she started out as one of his life models. That's you know why they have tables together. And it's just crazy. Yeah, you know. I mean, not that I don't. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm being kind of a dick. I I don't really have a whole lot of emotional bank account for the cosplay thing. I've always mm-hmm. thought it was silly. I've always had no interest in doing it myself. I always res- respect the hard work they put into it. Absolutely. And a lot of money they put into it. Sure. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that's to me is not worthy of the same level of respect of someone who is a professional comic book artist. It well, doesn't, I mean, it does not compete for it's me. The, it's, and it, I think that's fucked up that they're getting more attention. It's yeah. just wrong. It should be the seasoning on. Yeah. It should just be for fun. It should be yeah. One of the coolest yeah. things about going to a con is to see all the great costumes and all that sort of stuff milling out and about to have them be in a booth, signing pictures of themselves in a costume of a character that's not theirs. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just wrong. Hmm. They could at least do some like web episodes. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I am way in the minority here. I know that. I know. I'm not going to disagree with you. It fucking pisses me off, man. I do think that there is something interesting about them taking on the spirit of the character and giving you, the the, the fan, a live version of your favorite character to stand next to and to have a picture with. Whereas I think if you are truly that deeply in love with comic books, the art form then you're going to go talk to him and say, you know, thank you for all of the work that you've ever put into this comic to make it as good as it has been. Because again, we've always had these, we've had these conversations where shitty art doesn't ruin a really good comic book. If it's, if the story is That's really true. well written, That's true. great art is just there. You, ex, you, you have an expectation that it's going to be well drawn. It's Batman or it's, you know, it's Superman or whatever. And so, and if the story happens to be really good, then even better. But you can put stick figures on a page, and if the story is really good, you're going to be like, wow, man, that was an amazing comic. So maybe I'm not saying don't think about it how you're thinking about it. I'm just saying that for me, like, I get it. I can understand why some hot girl walking around in a Harley Quinn outfit is going to get more attention than, you know, if I was sitting there, I'm a 40-year-old chubby guy with no hair, (laughs) and I could be an amazing artist, but, Uh, you know, I would hope that she gets more attention than me. You know what I mean? I think that's just normal. And so... 
You they have to realize attention that, to you anyway in life normally. But when you go to a comic book convention, you're there to pay homage to, respect, and appreciate and meet people that create mm-hmm. I mean, amazing works of art, amazing stories that help take you to some different place and spin a story. And, and a lot of people help them pull, out, pull them out of their situation for just a few minutes while they flip through those pages. And right, that right. is special. That has value. That can make you feel excited it can make you feel sad it can change your emotional state it can open your mind it can challenge you as a person comic book as a medium is an incredibly powerful thing and i know i'm getting preachy so just but just just you know hang on for a second comic books has more value than costumes agreed agreed but the thing is is that for me it feels cheap it's not cheap. And again, I don't want to undercut how hard they work, how good they are at what they do. It is way impressive. It is way impressive. And it is a way high level skill. That aside, I don't care what you do. If you dress up and stand around behind a booth and take cute pictures of yourself and have these nice sort of things that you do in social media, you don't improve the world more than someone who creates stories, than someone who creates artwork that has the potential, not always, some, a, lot of art, a lot of art and a lot of comics is just whatever. You know, there's crappy and low-level versions of everything, but it just, it just, it just it. tweaks me, man. It just no, tweaks it. me because comic books as an art form, comic books as a medium for expression and storytelling is so much more than that and it's like <laughs> it's 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 i don't know it's it, it it it's so frustrating it's so frustrating because it's so it just it floats on and lives and dies by the fact that people are lazy people aren't willing to take the time to sit down and really read a comic book they'd rather go to the movie theater and be fed the information they'd rather have a cursory understanding of a I, couple I think, characters i think you're wrong i think you're wrong i think i think you are I, i'm not I, and only because only because i feel like people choose the what medium they, like. they they choose the medium that they like and think about availability okay how many movie theaters are there in between here and you know like there's a movie theater in Vacaville there's a movie theater in Fairfield there's a movie theater in Napa there's it requires they, it requires less okay of but hold the, on they and, and they all show ten movies right and you see commercials for those ten movies every fifteen minutes every time you watch TV however there's one comic book shop in Vacaville or in in, in Sassoon not even in Fairfield in Sassoon there's a comic book store in Vacaville. Right. So, there, well, there's a baseball card store that sells, <laughs> sells comics. That, that sells I don't know. Occasional comic. I'm, I'm saying. I, I mean. And so think about no, availability. No, no, I get it. There's no store right? in Napa that from here to Davis, from here to Concord, from here to Petaluma, from here to Stockton. Mm-hmm. There's me. Talk to me about board games, yeah. then. You know, <laughs> I'm not trying to say you're wrong. I'm just saying I disagree with. I understand what you say. You have a really deep appreciation for the foundation of what comic books are because you are a creator and you love it at that level. But most people look at it for what it is on the other side of the page. Yeah, a comic book convention isn't for most people. It is for comic book enthusiasts. You go there to but, celebrate the art form but and to celebrate the culture. But I don't think it's become that way now. I and yeah, that's my yeah. that's my problem. That's and, what I'm saying. It's like it's fine for it does it makes a lot of sense that on, you know, that that somebody who spends 12 to 14 hours a day or more hunched over an art table putting out epic amounts of really amazing work and has no fucking time to take pictures of themselves and do a bunch of Instagram shit and all that sort of stuff. Like, it, there's, it's, there's, no, it, there's no competition between that and a girl who's really hot that has all these amazingly well-made costumes and has time and energy and willingness to 
do the whole social thing. It's, it makes sense that they're more popular. It makes sense that like at the world at large is like, oh, look at that sparkly flower instead of look at that lump of clay that's making. You know what I mean? Like, but, but in ten but, years, that chick, that hot chick, isn't going to be doing this anymore because she doesn't have the body. She's got kids. She's got a life. Blah blah blah. blah. And that guy is going to have ten years worth of amazing art. He's going to have ten years worth of amazing storytelling, and he's leaving a legacy. And I think if you were to trade. 15 minutes of fame for a legacy, you would take it in a heartbeat. And think about it like this. Those people are the nickelback of metal. They're the nickelback (laughs) of comics. Trade, so say that again. If you were offering me either or, I would take which one you think? I said. Would you want the 15 minutes of fame or the legacy? legacy? I would want the legacy. There you go. Would you want that guy has a legacy because in 10 years, he's going to have. That's what I'm saying is that. So that. We're not disagreeing. I know. Um, what I'm saying, and I know I'm just coming off as a little biting, and I'll preface okay. this. I had a long night last night. He's tired. I, I got off of work at 10 a.m. this morning, and we're recording this at like at like 12, okay? I don't so, even know what time it is. Anyway, yeah. but so so mm-hmm. I, I could be just a little bit a little bit grumpy. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is is that, you know, it's just like what you were saying. There's, there's more long-term value in something like that. Right. There's a yeah. legacy that's being created. And, that, and in the world at large, it makes sense that people, people, just the, 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 the crowd, the group, everybody, not, not, a, not a sect, not a small group, not a, not a clique, you know, not, a, not a small fan base, but like people at large are going to be attracted to what is more sparkly. Well, I mean, that's and guaranteed. Cosplay but, is more sparkly. Well, if it I mean, gets then, him in the door, and yeah, then yeah, that guy's going to benefit I mean, in the long run. That's yeah. what. That's the point. That's the, that's what I said. They're the Nickelback of comic, right? <laughs> so if if some hot little, I mean, seriously, dude, like, there's, uh, you know, I love board games. I got back into board well, games pretty heavy. Let me let me, ahead, make, fit, it, yeah, make, and let then, me make the analogy. It's, you do it. It's the one hit wonder pop song versus a career like Anthrax, where they never had any radio hits. But they've been playing for 35 years. Right. And they're still loved and beloved and all of that. But, it, it, but by a much smaller, a much smaller, more loyal, more passionate right. fan than the Ace of Base one hit wonder 20 years ago. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's the the cosplay. I don't have a problem with the cosplay people. I have a problem with the like hordes of comic book people that for some fucking reason put them on a pedestal because they're but, just but reacting JP, to the market. JP, the market's not, like, I'll pay for you. Yeah. They're, they're not... They're not comic book they're not people. Com- I mean, it, that's what I'm saying. There, there was they're the people who are just dipping their toe into this. Yeah, it, it, into they're this they're the people that that show up on Free Comic Book Day that I don't haven't seen before. Yeah, you know, and it's my job to say this is you know you saw this little cool thing here that you're interested in. Let me take that kernel and see if I can help grow yeah. it into a passion. Yeah, they're the fan art. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. They're the cheap, easy, attractive shit that pulls you in the door. I hear your, I hear your feelings of injustice, <laughs> and I validate them. But you know, and people suck. That's all it is. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I love all people. I'm such a dick today. I love God. all people, especially the ones that are coming in here and spending money. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it, man. And like I said, that was the analogy I was trying to make. Is there if they if they lower the barrier of entry, good, good. Oh yeah. Good. Let them lower the barrier of entry. Someone's going to see a sexy Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn and Black Canary all hanging out yep. at the con, and then they're going to come to John and say, I need Birds of Prey now. Yeah. Or or a sexy Spider-Man or you mm-hmm. know, whatever. The, the, the cool thing about cosplay that I saw, you know, that people wandering around. Was a whole family dressed up as different incarnations of Spider-Man. That was cool. That was pretty sweet. You know, it was the dad dressed up like the black suit Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. 
the mom dressed up like Arnya from, mm-hmm. and then the the kid dressed up like is the Tony Stark Iron Spider version, which I'd never seen before. So, and I thought that was really cool because you know when I was you know starting with Zachary's age, my dad had no idea what the hell was going on, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, just kind of took you there and said, and now "All to, right, I'm gonna, I'll pick you up at five. Or you know, and now you know me drag. Now it's like me dragging my kid there. You know, and. But it's not the same interest, but it's periphery, like, you know, ponies and Titan and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And so it's 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 evolving, you know, a little bit for every you know, everything, right. you know, whereas I, you know, spent a good part of my day Saturday talking to the guy who inked Frank Miller on the Wolverine series and told him how influential that was to me. You know, it, it, I'm sure, you know, in 10 years, Taylor will be talking to the guy who draws my little pony that way. Yeah, sure. You know? Sure. They get their they get their respect. Anyhow, so overall, would I go to another one? Yeah, definitely. I think oh, it's yeah. interesting. Did Did anyone have any funny stories that happened at the con besides me? Any Anything that stands out for you guys? Uh, I was looking for comics. I did find my Iron Fist fourteen. Oh, oh good! You were so yeah. excited about that. I'm That's very awesome. excited. Yeah. That yeah. saves me having to dig through the back room. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you got one too, I'm, I'm, I might buy it too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, first appearance of Sabretooth. John Bernard, mm-hmm. written by Chris Claremont. Autographed by Chris. Chris, Chris, Chris yeah, yeah, Chris, you got a you got an autographed one. I did. How did you work that out? Was he there? It was just no, happened to be autographed, but it wasn't it wasn't graded, so it was only a hundred bucks. Only. Well, well, it's only a hundred dollars. The know. ones that were graded, I saw one going for nine hundred dollars. It was wait, a nine point two, but what was it? A comic? Yeah. Iron Fist number fourteen. A nine hundred dollar comic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There's some that are worth more than that, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can buy like a pretty cool drum set for that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it but, better uh, like the comic microphone. better like give you virtual like put you in the thing. I mean, if it's nine hundred dollars, <laughs> that's, that's what reading. You know what you wanted to yeah. say? Yeah. You gotta give you a yeah, that, No, that, yeah. <laughs> that's old technology. It's called an imagination. You kids these know, days know, don't I get know, that. I, know. Imagination. <laughs> I have an but, overactive uh, imagination. Yeah. Yeah. This guy all. Like half of the stuff, the really cool stuff in this guy's boxes, like I flipped through. These are just like his. This, yeah, this is the extra stuff I've got. I I pull out a giant size X Men number one. I'm like, yeah, it's got a fifty dollar tag on it. And then I see it's D D Grossen X Men Russian. That's awesome. Joe comes back, he's like, I found this. We're like, what? He goes, it's in Russian. We're like, shit. (laughs) No, and I keep looking through his box, and he has so many, like, German, Spanish, Russian, of these, like, epic, epic comics. I'm like, son of a bitch. That's that's funny. That's funny. It's amazing. And he was telling me, he's like, yes. That guy's such a tease. I've almost sold them, like, (laughs) over and over again. I was like, 50 bucks for Giant Size X Men? Why didn't you come get me? I know. And then he had like an actual giant size X Men up behind. It was you know, five hundred or so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. That's insane. Well, my funny story was we found this lady that was doing what's that game? TF two. What does TF stand for? Team, Team Fortress, Fortress Two. Team Fortress Two, which my daughter is really into playing. I love that game. Exactly. I've been playing and for, me. Yeah. yeah and like, there was this lady that was doing five dollar sketches of TF two characters. Well, she was doing anything, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. She was doing. Was it the lady that was next to the guy that had the card game, and you yeah, bought yeah, the? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah, I know what you're gonna tell him. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. Shit. Oh, I have to so, hear this. So I go. It's it's towards the end of the convention, and Taylor 
finds me. Can I get some money? And I'm like, I'm going to go over there. I'll go over there with you. Because Jamie was sitting at a table and didn't feel like walking anymore and doing that stuff. So early in the day, this company, they're doing this steampunk 1930s aviation comic hardcover thing. Picked up both of those books. They look pretty cool. And they also had this this game that they had created based on it. It was like a card game. Yeah. So I'm over there standing there while Taylor's getting her thing drawn. And I'm going to the table and I'm, you know, looking at the game box and, and all that. And it slips out of my hand. So I go to catch it and I bump their booth wall, which makes the wall on their side fall over. And then the wall on the lady that's drawing the TF2 thing start to fall over. So I'm here grabbing this wall, trying to hold it while all their shit's falling off. And it was, it was fairly amazing. <laughs> One of those bold what was moments. even funnier is you went back later and they were still trying to get it all back together. Bull in a china shop. Bull in a china shop. Yeah, she drew me a bear. Nice. And she drew Savannah a wolf. That was really impressive. Was, and the TF2 was, thing. I wanted cool. a pancake in the bear's mouth. <laughs> pancakes. Pancake. Pancake. Want a pancake. It was fun. I'd go do it again. I don't know about like Comic Con or something. I wish I would have brought my camera. That would be the thing. I would bring yeah. my camera oh, yeah. next time and take pictures. I, I took a lot of pictures on my iPhone. Yeah, the one of you with Witchblade. Yep. Apparently. The Dustin, look on your face uh, <laughs> with that picture is uh, so great. But Dustin. <laughs> Dustin the most lecherous old man face oh, I've yeah. ever seen. Have you seen this picture? I'll see uh, it. I'll so see Dustin it. has. Is, like likes her on Facebook or something, and oh, really? she has a full costume where she's not wearing the shorts. She I had, think I yeah. think the shorts were the compromise. I think so, but she has a much more graphic version of it. <laughs> I'll have to see this. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I got to take a lot of pictures of. Well, the Witchblade chick was cool. I was much more excited to see the Batmobile and the oh, DeLorean yeah. and the Ecto One. Yeah, that was the Batmobile was cool. That would be like what my garage will look like when I win the lottery. Nice. Here, here. And speaking of that, if Tesla Motors wants to sponsor our podcast, <laughs> we'll be more than welcome to take their money. Yeah, hey, <laughs> you park a Tesla in front of the store. I wouldn't mind that. I think, well, that pretty much wraps it up unless... The <laughs> <laughs> look on his face. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, so that's who she is. Yep. Wow, that's dedication. Yeah, he's like, yeah, apparently the rest of that Quick costume. Quick before my wife comes. Yeah. Apparently the rest of that costume is like that same sort of really viney sort of stuff, but in a thong. Nice. Yeah. I told Jamie that's enough to almost make me want to start reading Witchblade again. Witchblade, huh? <laughs> I saw her earlier in the day. I was like, okay. Getting away with murder. <laughs> you should have totally hover handed her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I was having JP going around and here, JP, take a picture of me with this one. I would... That's cool. Got a picture of Marcus with the Lego Batman that was there. That was yeah. sick, yeah. And apparently he was saying, like, man, this is going to blow James's mind. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's real. <laughs> oh, yeah, huh? Yeah, his, his son loves Lego stuff. Speaking of Marcus, when we finish today, there, three oh, blocks God. away is this burrito place that was on Man vs. Oh, Food. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So Marcus was being, it iguanas, right, or something like that? Yeah, iguanas. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, you know, like a non-chain chipotle, sure, kind of thing. You know, okay, with that, that those are about the thickness of the burritos. You mm-hmm. know, the rice, the beans, chipotle. And, so they have a super super giant burrito. 
it, they use three giant tortillas, and the thing is five is pounds, five pounds, and as long as your arm. It's from elbow to fist. Yeah, elbow that to big. fist. And so JP and and Joe and Dustin, they get the regular size burrito, which is you know a normal chipotle size burrito. Right. I step up and I get the double, which is about one and a half times the chipotle size burrito right. when the Marcus gets the giant one. So why, which is a, which is a why did he get the giant one? Because Marcus can fit anything. Oh my god! In his stomach, it's insane how much food that guy can consume. So, he's sort of like known for that. He's beat a bunch of like food challenges. Really? Not yeah, like yeah. spicy food challenges. We did that one together at one point. But like like how much can you fit in your stomach food challenges? Holy and Christ. he wins a lot. Wow. And the funny thing is, he finished his burrito before yeah, we did. That's the thing. We're, we're sitting there, we're talking, you know, and, and eating, and I'm I'm he, through about a third of my burrito, and I look over, and he has like. Four bites he's like, left. He's like putting putting the last bit in his mouth and, I'm and like, licking I'm his like, fingers. He's I'm like, like what's what? your other half? And he's like, oh, I already ate that. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> where did it go? Does he have a hollow leg? I think so, man. It's it's uncanny. And yeah. he's not a big guy. No, he's no. not. He's tiny. I'm a big guy. Yeah, so, yeah, he's, he's an animal, man. So while we're doing this, because the rest of us are still eating, and then a, oh, yes. and then a scene part. plays out almost like oh, the show right. South Beach Toe. We're sitting there eating. Then all of a sudden we hear, oh, fuck you, fuck you, and running across the streets, this giant dude. And we look over there, and there's a tow truck guy hooking his car. Oh, no. So he runs there, and he jumps in the car. Then the family comes up behind him, and they jump in the car. So then the big guy's jumping out, yelling at the tow truck guy. And the tow truck guy's like, nope, I have to tow you. You can give me 100 bucks, and I'll drop it right now. Screaming back and forth. You know, it looked like just like a scene out of South Beach Toe. Oh, man. I think yeah. that show's fake. Like, so do I. Oh, yeah. It, oh, it's it, got to be staged. I watched yeah. 30 seconds of it, and this dude went to go, like, they went to go yeah, tow yeah. a car, and the, the, the people that were Everybody there started shooting him with... <laughs> with the net gun? Sh- huh? There was one where they, they got shot with a net gun. With paint guns. <laughs> they kept yeah. shooting him with paint guns. I'm like, that's... You can't shoot somebody with a paintball gun. That could be considered a deadly weapon. <laughs> Yeah, it's assault. It does seem like there's really crazy shit that happens on an unreasonably regular basis yeah. on that show. But yeah. we anyway we saw it play out in front of us. Yeah, were it was a cameras? little less climactic though. No. <laughs> no, yeah, there were kids there. No, I said cameras, but you know. no, 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 no. It was it was. It somebody was kind walks, of entertaining. Somebody walks, walks over. To, somebody walks in. Somebody walks over to Marcus and goes, "Congratulations, you got lunch and a show." <laughs> <laughs> I think I said I. I immediately moved. You flipped your car. You, you're thinking like, "This is my favorite show." <laughs> <laughs> I immediately moved from having my back to what was going on to cuddling with JP so I could watch what was going That's on. That's awesome. Don't like touch I said, my burrito. Good time was had. Um, oh, yeah. My my pocket was a lot lighter. On Sunday afternoon than it was when I left the shop at Friday night. I bet. <laughs> yeah. But um, we got yeah. some very cool stuff. Taylor has a now a bunch of Godzilla prints up in her room and nice. and some new ponies and pony. I have a some original art and it's awesome. Some prints that That's take cool. over to Justin's and get yeah, we're gonna get up those and, framed up. We'll do that for Shizzle. Uh, and Joe, you got. Iron Fist, what, and then the, uh... A couple of cool prints. Uh, got Neil Adams to sign my... Uh, that was greener. another thing that semi-bothers me. Yeah. Did um, this really grind your gears, John? Not only was... Neil Adams was charging $20 for an autograph. Mm-hmm. In which... Whatever. I mean, That's he's... not yeah, abnormal. Yeah. yeah. It's, and... Did then, it come with, like, a thing? Or no. Was it, oh, no, wow. remember when Joe took yeah. up his... Green Arrow thing that he got. And so you pay $30 for a print and then $20 for an autograph? I don't, I don't know how that worked, but yeah. I know he's charging $20 for an autograph. And then I'm like, well, do you mind if we snap a picture while you're signing it? 
says, yeah, sure. Yeah, for that'll be bucks. another 20 bucks. You know, and it's like, what? <laughs> and then people have been coming in the shop telling me that they went and stuff and different artists. And, you know, like, yeah, they were charging like three or four bucks an autograph. And I'm like, okay, that's whatever. And they said, but the guy who did the Amazing Spider-Man number one that came out last month, it was $3 for an autograph unless you wanted Amazing Spider-Man number one sign and it was 15 bucks. <laughs> I think there's a bit of that. I wonder if there's a bit of them protecting themselves because you know that somebody's going to do that and put well, it up on eBay, well, right? The, and then the the other part of that story was someone happily paid fifteen dollars a signature and gave him fifty copies to sign. Shit! Wow. Doing the math in my head, that's like seven hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could see saying like, you know, I'll give you, you know, I'll, I'll sign any one thing per person for free. It's yeah. like. You know, one thing. But if someone's going to come up and be like, here, sign all this shit. I'm a, I'm a vendor online. It's like, okay, you should be charging these guys. Yeah. And like that I understand. No, but like, I mean, I've had issues with people with that in the past of, you know, getting like when we went to East, getting Kevin Eastman signature, right. you know, it was cool. But I would, you know, I would, you can tell I was a fan. Yeah. But I've also seen people bring a short box worth of shit to have them sign. So they basically level up the value of it. Yeah. yeah and not cool. Even worse, I've had seen people hire mentally disabled people to bring a short box to them to have them sign. Oh, oh, that. Just to make it feel oh, like more special yeah. to do it? Or? Yeah. Wow. That's jacked up. So, I mean, I see Back all Back to my this, point. People suck. I see yeah. all the, yeah, I see all the <laughs> sides to it, but. Yeah. yeah. People are dicks, basically. <laughs> they are, man. That's a lot of the time. That was what Except got, for podcast listeners are pretty yeah. awesome people. They're, that was they're what generally got good. done. I feel compelled going, to comp- yeah. said, like to apologize for being such a dick today. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you need to eat a burrito. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I probably do need to eat something. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so, I that's a bummer. You're so dead. grumpy right now. I just feel like, why? I mean, poor child. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what I really wanted to see was how, you know, you guys enjoyed it going your, for your first Thought time. Thought it was cool as hell. How, it was. How someone, you know, that should be in the Target demo... Enjoyed mm-hmm. going for the first time. But he's not really into comics, so, you know. To be mm-hmm. honest, like... Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into comics because it just feels like I have to catch up a lot. Yeah, but that's fair. If I find oh, the first that's a fair, one, yeah. If I find, like, the first one of, like, a Deadpool series or anything like that, I'd instantly read it. And then if I can find the second one and all that. All right. Not like the first one to like. If the only there thing. was a place where you could go, <laughs> where like there was experts who knew about this stuff. Well, I don't know. Who, well, I don't. I mean, think. if you want to start with Deadpool, Johnny can hook you up, dude. It's a perfectly valid concern. Yeah, it's yeah. very hard uh-huh. to start in the middle. Yeah, very hard to start in the middle, and that is how comic books are, especially American comic books. They go forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, and you walk up and you're like, "I know I like Batman." Oh, this is issue three hundred and fifty. It's like, well, shouldn't I start at the beginning? Can you know, like, you know, you're, you're, you're oh. and that's exactly the answer is that you can't use Zachary. You can't use like normal common <laughs> sense when you're coming to like I should start at the beginning well, because I mean, it, it doesn't be like, work that way. It would be like. If I picked up the latest Kill Switch album, would I have to have listened to all the albums that have come before? Probably, yeah. Why? <laughs> I disagree. You're Why such a would completionist. You? Why? <laughs> you wouldn't have to. If They're not telling. The, if it's got, not like you could start in the middle of the album. Yeah, well, I mean, you could start wherever you want, but you have to, I mean, listening to their old stuff, like you think, oh, they're really cool. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm not thinking right now. I'm really tired, I guess. Oh, you're tired too now? Oh. You need a burrito now? <laughs> it's kind of hot up here. It's warm. Today. It I, okay, so, okay. I think Welcome okay, okay, back so to so if you listen to the newest album right. from Killswitch or Slayer or whomever, you don't have to go back and listen to all their old stuff. What would hopefully happen is you like it enough to go back and buy their old stuff. What What would be a better... So if I started listening halfway through a song, if I listened halfway through Rose of Sharon, wouldn't it be good if I started at the beginning? No, never, oh, yeah, never mind. So okay, Wait. so hold on. So, so here's the thing with comics, Zach. A lot of the time, even right stuff now. that's really long running, that's intimidating. Uh-huh. That's why you talk. You walk up to the guy at the front of the counter, guy or girl at the front of the counter, and say like, "Hey, where should I start with this?" Because even though it can be really deep into this particular comic book with these particular characters, there are arcs, there are stories that begin and end, and then a new story for these characters happens. And yeah, there's sort of an ongoing thing going on behind the scenes sometimes, but Mm -hmm. a lot of the time... There's a bad guy, they go through struggle, there's a crescendo, and then it finishes, and then now there's a new part of the story that's happening, yeah. and that mm-hmm. happens pretty regular. And so even if you're, you know, so John might be able to go, well, you want to start a couple issues back because they just started this new arc. This is the the term you'll hear a lot. And that's where you want to, that's what you want to do. Because mm-hmm. then it doesn't really matter if you're not starting on issue one or issue zero. You can start at the beginning of a story, and you know pop culture and movies and stuff has yeah. sort of prepared you well enough to be able to jump into most of the mainstream guys, you know, right. Superman, right. Batman, all that kind of stuff. You're, you're not going to look at it and go, now who's Clark Kent again? Like, you're going to yeah. know yeah. who they are. And so you, might if you be can like, start at the beginning of like a section of the story. That's yeah. really what well, you're going to do. But if it's like a TV show or like a YouTube series, and of course you you have to start in the beginning because but if it's like like a comic then of course you're not gonna really be able to yeah. start at the beginning well you wouldn't want to start in the middle of a story arc but you could probably yeah. start at the beginning of a but season you could. yeah you know yeah. i mean you could sure but it would be easier to start at the beginning of a season instead of in the middle of a season you know but I mean? i'll get you i'll get you some deadpool stuff like you got me into okay. you got me into cap at a perfect storyline yeah. you got me into um Hawkeye had a perfectly like, yeah. great storyline. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean we, were, we were just on the 4Js podcast. Yeah. We talked about Thor recently, and we mm-hmm. talked about multiple of the story arcs, right? Yeah. And you could have jumped right in when they did that, like, cross-universe super friends thing, right? You didn't need to know all the stories previous to that. You didn't need to know about Thor and his buddy the dragon. That's not going right. to ruin, you know, right. just because you haven't read that isn't going to ruin the story. Right. Would you be happy to have read that? Sure. Does it yeah. mean that you can't start at you know at those sort of like lulls in the story where they finish one thing and begin another no that's when you should start so hope that helps <clears throat> yeah we can get you into some stuff dude totally mm-hmm. so i think that wraps it up for our convention one yep. next Absolutely. week we're planning to do another all kaiju kaiju all kaiju. the time podcast oh, oh, oh. on 4j's on, yeah it, it may be on uh on geek life as well kaiju oh, the okay, japanese yeah, accountant yeah. <laughs> or we'll be reviewing much uh, like we did, the, was good. much like where we did the Pacific Rim prequel yeah. last year, yeah. they did a Godzilla one this year. Oh, for this that. for this Godzilla, yeah. this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh. It was a good movie. I liked it. And, that was a great movie. And there's another book that the Kickstarter I did last year, and they finally got the book out in the digital form to me called World War Kaiju. Nice. And I read it yesterday, and it was amazing. Oh, oh really? Well, did you? Yeah, yeah. Did you? Uh, do you have extras of those? Or? I do. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wah, wah. Cool. And so. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. Thanks for listening, you guys. Music on this episode was provided by AirPlus Recordings. You can visit airplusrecordings.com to check more of that out. And you can always go to the show notes at podcast.pandamanga.com as well as uh, waterfrontcomics.com and check out who was in the episode. So, yeah. so you see me looking lecherous. Oh, yes. We've got to get it. <laughs>
<laughs> put that picture up. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> Actually, also on events.pandamanga.com, you can go and see the gallery of WonderCon pictures. We have yes, got a couple uh, pictures up there. Uh, a new friend started to do uh, pictures for us, take pictures for us, and send them over. It was his first convention as well. What was his name? Randy. Randy Langren. Yeah, Randy hooked us up with a bunch of cool pictures, and, and hopefully that can be the beginning of a long and prosperous friendship and collaboration. It's great to have someone who really likes to go and take a bunch of pictures and, and send them up to us. It's good. Instead of Andy was up, in know. an amazing photo bomb at, at that as well. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool. All right, well, thanks for listening, you guys. We'll see you guys next time. Wonder Twins activate. Yeah, yeah. Form of a podcast.